Hey, Connor, are, are you a serial killer? Probably not. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is The Christian Artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. Welcome to the 61st episode of The Christian Artist. That's pretty cool. 61. Wow. That's a lot of episodes. So, um, today we're going to be talking about my favorite book series of all time. And one of my favorite book series of all time. It is his favorite. Once once, once we start talking about it, he'll, no, he'll agree. You'll Connor. agree. I'm I'm re in the I'm in the middle of reading my favorite series right now, which is the Belgariad. Oh, okay, fair enough. But so then the next favorite book series is the Stormlight Archive. That's not complete yet. I don't care. Neither is the John Cleaver series. But it completes me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so therefore, it is complete. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Whole. Anyway. Wholesome. Mm, yes. <laughs> well, Absolutely. Okay. I know. I'm kidding. Some people might sound say it is. I don't anyway, care. <laughs> I don't care what they think. So if you don't, if you have no idea what we're talking about right now, we're talking about the John Cleaver series by Dan Wells, which is uh, a series about a, a teenage sociopath who kills demons. Yep. So yeah, he, uh, he doesn't want to be a serial killer. Hence the uh, title, the, of the name first of book. yeah, the name of the first book. I am not a serial killer. So it, it's really more like he's just in denial. Then, and it, like he doesn't want yeah, to. Oh, be. Yeah, it's more definitely. like no, I I don't want to be a serial that's, killer. That's that's why like, that yeah, title. That's why that title is so brilliant. And and all of these titles are absolutely phenomenally oh, yeah. brilliant. Especially mm-hmm. if you read the book and then the title takes on a new meaning. But right away, like I think the John Cleaver series is is a example of how to do book titles right because each one of them just um heightens your. It's like oh. What? Hmm. That's an invert on what I thought it was going to yep. be. Like, okay. So the the title, I am not a serial killer. It's like, why do you have to specify that? You know what I mean? Yep. That That's the initial draw for that book is, why does this person have to say, I am not a serial killer? Isn't that the first line of the, the book as well? Is... I don't believe so. Um, no, there's no prologue in that one, is there? No. No, no okay. No prologue. Um, it... I know there's a prologue in Mr. Monster. Yeah, I, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think that's the, the first line. I know that line gets said in the third book, but I don't, I don't know. I'm sure it We'd gets said it somewhere up, in that first yeah, book. Yeah, Just not at the beginning. That's just what I thought for some reason. But either mm-hmm. way, um, specifically the very last book that, that is out right now. The most now. recent book. Most recent book, Over Your Dead Body. Which is the fifth book in the John Cleaver yes. series. So there's like the first trilogy of three and then the um there's a second trilogy of three that there's one more book that hasn't come out in that trilogy yeah and uh the the meaning of the title it did not get revealed to me until after i was done reading the book thought Mm -hmm. about it for an entire day and then caleb gave me a hint Mm -hmm. like it's so cleverly hidden Mm -hmm. and once once you get it you're like you just want to cry because it's Mm -hmm. so good uh and and I will go on record saying that those are uh, over your dead body is the book that made me cry. Mm-hmm. I have never cried, at least in like the past seven years, as much as uh, reading that yeah, book. Yeah, as much as reading like, that book f- ever. Probably. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. 
It took me at least five minutes to contain myself. Uh huh. Because it was, mm, it was bad. Mm-hmm. See, see, this is interesting because I I'm just a naturally emotional person, and yeah. so I I'll cry like that like all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not cry reading over your dead body. Um, well, okay, I did, in a sense. Um, I I came as close to as I could to crying while I was listening to the audiobook at work, li- mm-hmm. listening to like the sixth chapter of that book. Um, but there's only so much emotion you can have when you're in public yeah. and you know that someone might run, walk around the corner and see you bawling your eyes out. So you kind of <laughs> have to contain yourself a bit. Um, but I like there was so much dreadful emotion in that book uh, listening to it work. So uh, it's crazy. But yeah, so enough of us just talking about our emotions. Yeah, we're just <laughs> gushing about this series. Yeah, so... The basis of the series is, um, like we said before, he's killing supernatural demons. Mm-hmm. And demons is in quotations because he, he, they, they just kind of throw that word around and then it starts changing. And so there's lots of different words they call these things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whoops. <laughs> um, but the basis of the series is that he, as a person is just as bad, if not worse, than all of the demons he's trying to kill. Mm-hmm. And it's this constant struggle of, I don't want to be bad, but this demon is in my town and I have to kill it. Mm-hmm. And he's ba- the first book is basically him afraid that if he does kill, even though he really, really wants to, and you know it would be a very good thing for him to kill the demon, mm-hmm. that he, he's afraid that if he does he would love it so much that he would just go on a rampage and be mm-hmm. a serial killer. And he's like, Oh, I, I don't want that. I don't yeah. want to be that. Um, and he's, he's got all these rules set up to keep him, you know, from doing anything bad or whatever. But then the Steven comes around and he's like, well, now I have to, cause I'm the only person who knows about this and nobody else would believe me. And you know, I can do this. Like he, you know, I can kill this thing. So I'm, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think one of the most important things to know going into the John Cleaver series is that it is supernatural because especially the first book doesn't necessarily prepare you for that as well as it maybe could. Um, and so when you're hit with that in the middle of the book that, oh, the serial killer is actually a demon, mm-hmm. a lot of people who have read the book did not, like they, that's the point where they stopped liking the book because they were not ready for that. Um, and uh, one of our friends, Maddie, um, she we forgot to tell her that it was supernatural. And so she read it and she was disappointed by the fact that it was supernatural because she wasn't ready for it. Um, but, and, and I used to think back when I was first reading the series, I was like, mm, you know what? I think the series might be better if it wasn't supernatural. But with Over Your Dead Body... I know that there's no way that story could have been told mm-hmm. without it being supernatural. And so I am so glad that he made it supernatural. So like there, there are things with lost one of my favorite TV shows ever, if not my favorite that, that I didn't, I just didn't like the supernatural things they tried to put in there mm-hmm. because it was unnecessary. Yeah. With the John Wayne Cleaver series, he, he uses it. In such a fantastic way that it becomes necessary yeah, yeah. to the story. Especially uh, because it digs into the psychology of John Cleaver in yes. a way that it wouldn't be able to if it was just a regular story. Exactly. Yeah. It's so intriguing to be in the mind of a serial killer already, or a sociopath, sociopath I should say. Yeah. Um, a sociopath with many serial killer tendencies. Yeah. Um, and But then to add in this factor of supernatural and have him be thinking about all of these different things and, like, you know, just adding in such a a rare element that you know people don't think about monsters because monsters don't exist 
So adding that into a person who's already extremely unique just makes a, such a unique storyline that you just can't find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the main things I do want to touch on is how the the writer is definitely a liberal. Mm-hmm. He is not a Christian, definitely a liberal. Yeah. But because he's actually a Mormon. It, well, um, Mormon by religion. He's not a Christian. So yeah, I am just saying, like, to give you to give more uh, clarity. Yeah. And if you if you Doesn't follow matter. if you follow him on Twitter, you definitely can tell this because I, oh, yeah. I I actually get mobile notifications from his Twitter, and he tweets a lot of really funny stuff. But a lot of his tweets are also very very liberal slash democratic slash, you know, whatever that means in, <laughs> in terms of like, just always on the liberal side of things. Um, I don't, and and this is it's just kind of sad because I do have a lot of respect for Dan Wells, but it just it does seem like he just kind of hops on a liberal wagon without thinking super hard about it so okay so the main thing i want to get across though is that this book or not this book this this book series just is is from such a biblical perspective it really is yeah and that i think that's the sign of a really good writer to write something that yeah. i know that this person does not believe <laughs> yep um in terms of like um, the way John Cleaver thinks in terms of like um, having to be the one who fights the darkness and having to be the one who does the bad things that so no one else has to those kinds of things. Um, not that not to say that that specifically is biblical, but like I know that Dan Wells doesn't believe that. So yeah, I just like just a fantastic series overall mm-hmm. morally. Yeah, like every single turn is just like yes that was a moral moral <laughs> like uh-huh. um specifically whoops i bumped the table i'm sorry just don't say anything well, about but, it just keep going okay specifically the the latest book um i i had just gotten done reading a different book calamity uh which is the last mm, of the yeah, reckoning yeah, series yeah. in which i didn't like the moral yeah, to the story definitely, i didn't either the moral to the story was completely unbiblical in every way possible um I mean, it, it was based on the premise that every human is inherently good and only yes. an outside force makes them evil, which yes. is the, the complete opposite. So. Yes. Um, so I think we talked about that when we did the Reckoners reviews. So. Yeah, but we didn't go into detail because yeah. we didn't go on to give spoilers. That's true. But you did. So. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess whatever. I mean, it, you can kind of oh, like, get we didn't all of really, it from that. We really didn't yeah, get I mean, all that much eh, away. All right, fine. But, uh. So I just got done reading that and was really disappointed with the, you know, the moral to the story. And mm-hmm. then, but then we had over your dead body. So I was yeah. like, all right, I'm so excited to read this. And then by the end of that book, I was so just mesmerized by the amount of morals in mm-hmm. that story that I was just once again drawn in and all of my character traits that people look down upon was just emphasized in such a, you know, a strong character arc in you know in that series not necessarily character arc but just in john wayne cleaver's character i just felt like i was living vicariously through him because he mm-hmm. did all of the things that i would do <laughs> like not necessarily all the things yeah probably about half the things really but just i just love the the just the way he thinks about things and it's so real and um just, you know, every once in a while, he'll just be like, man, I really want to kill this person. And, like, like I, I know that they're they're saying that in a way that it's like he's thinking about it really hard. And he's just, yeah. like, has this deep hatred. 
But I think about that stuff all the time. Yeah. Somebody says something really stupid, I just think, man, I really want to kill you right now. Like, you know how many problems would be solved by you just dying right now? And I have those thoughts a lot <laughs> because I have a lot of conversations with a lot of stupid people. And, and see, this is the thing. Like, I know that there are plenty of, like, people who would be like oh really i don't have those kinds of thoughts but i think they're all liars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like There's everyone no. constantly has thoughts like that yeah. whether or not it's a brief moment of yeah whatever it's still there yeah i'm, I'm not saying that i dwell on those thoughts yeah. um john cleaver definitely does yes <laughs> but and i think that's where we that's where i i where separate definitely... myself from a sociopath yeah is i don't dwell on those thoughts but they, they're definitely there um I like just whenever something really bad happens to somebody I care about, all I can think of is the person responsible just needs to die because it would solve literally every problem that's happening right now, especially when somebody loves the person that they're, you know, bad things are happening because of like, for, for instance, like a, a kid who's being abused, the mm -hmm. kid doesn't know any better and the kid trusts that parent. The best thing that could possibly happen, and I'm not saying that somebody should go out and do this, but the best thing that could possibly happen is for that person to just die. I mean, uh, no, obviously the best I thing that would happen is for that I person to repent yes. and become a better person. <laughs> exactly. But the most feasible thing is for that person to just die, and then the kid is free from all of that. And but, nobody will mm, entertain that idea. No, I, Connor, I disagree with you very highly on that, because that's going to cause more emotional problems for the kid. Yes, but it Especially will, it will cause less situation. emotional problems if the abuse stops. Depends on what kind of abuse. Okay, fair enough. Just emotional abuse, like oh, well, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm ranting That's to different. you all the time and whatever. In, like, in that case, the kid just needs to leave the parents and find exactly. a different family. Yeah, you need to be specific with what you're saying. Though. Yeah, like okay, uh, uh, and I think we've we've had this conversation before. A person who is a serial rapist, the best thing that can happen in that situation is, is for the is yes. for the government to execute them yes <laughs> because they're gonna do it again um but yeah again it's it's not that we're saying that you should go vigilante and kill people, no that is but, against romans 13 yeah but biblically that's the government's job yes. to uh deal out justice in in a righteous yeah. way when people are being horrible to each other but i still hold to the fact that if something ever happened where there wasn't a government like an apocalypse i would be the potash from devil's only friend whose moral idea was that he goes around killing all of the monsters so that nobody else has to get their hands dirty and kill them themselves mm -hmm. because he can deal with the psychological problems that yeah. come from taking a human life mm -hmm. or a monster life or one of the two so that he goes around doing it so that nobody else has to deal with the psychological psychological problems yeah and i i hold to that i think that that is like that is what a soldier does every single day. Yep. That is the mm -hmm. whole point of a soldier is that he goes out and kills the enemies of the state so that people don't, so other people don't have to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if a person feels called to be a soldier, you know, and, and they have, you know, less problems with um, the psychological ramifications of taking a human life, exactly. they need to be a soldier because that will, you know, help other people who then, can't. Then the people who can't deal with that as well don't yes. have to be the soldiers yes but the, it all comes down to our governing government needs to be better yes because <laughs> i mean i definitely don't want to be a soldier in today's day and age because no, i don't not. respect anything our government is doing right mm -hmm. now not not a single thing but uh yeah so you know the main thing that i was trying to trying to get trying to get across get across yeah 
before was the fact that, you know, he's very real with his thoughts. Mm-hmm. And As in John Cleaver. Yeah, John yeah. Cleaver is very real. Well, the book is very real with John Wayne Cleaver's thoughts. Right. That's more like the story. Um, and I, I so very much enjoy that. Because it's like, oh, well, you know, it's from the mind of a sociopath. But I can relate to that so much because he has all of these terrible thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, no, everybody has all of these terrible thoughts. Mm-hmm. And he, he you think... know, tries so hard to not have these thoughts. And yeah. it's this constant battle and he feels so depressed about having these thoughts. And I think that is the perfect example of every single human being on this planet mm-hmm. is total depravity, having all these terrible thoughts constantly, but fighting super hard against it. Not necessarily that that's every human on the planet, yeah, but, but that's, that's the Christian side of yeah. it. Is you're fighting against your human nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and that's one of the main themes of the fifth book, Over Your Dead Body, is the fact that John Cleaver is a person who is having all of these thoughts, but he is the person who is fighting against those thoughts. So as, 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 as horrible as a person as John Cleaver thinks he might be, um, other people are looking at him and saying, listen, you're the only person around me who is not, who, who knows that they're bad and is actively trying to stop it. And, and, and that's why we, we respect John Cleaver so much in those books is because he knows how horrible of a person he is. He's not deceiving himself into thinking that he's not, but, and, and so no, he's, he does a little bit, he does a okay. little bit on occasion. Yeah, he does. For the most but, part, he doesn't. Yeah. But again, it's, he's not perfect. Yeah. yeah so far from it John very very perfect far from perfect um, but that's the number one thing that I have uh, resonated with in the John Cleaver series is the most recent book of just that 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 concept of knowing that you are depraved and fighting as hard as you can against that because um, that, that's the Christian life that's that's what we're called to do and, and I think that's that's what just I don't think our society gets and that's the reason our society is the way it is right now is we do not understand how depraved every single human being is. We want to see the good in people, but what we don't know is that there isn't any good in people that isn't from God. And when we take God out of the equation, when we just don't try to uh, have God as part of human existence, then no one, then, then, then believing someone is good is the worst possible thing you could do because if God doesn't exist, none of us are good. Like if God, or if God uh, isn't a part of someone's, psyche if 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 you are if god is not giving that person the ability to be good then they will only be evil yeah a, a kind of random thought not really mm-hmm. but i was listening to rc Sproul and like john MacArthur like questions and answers stuff yeah. and they were talking about what's his name's wager pascal's wager pascal's wager. wager yeah yeah and he was saying give a quick explanation of pascal's wager. oh pascal's wager is if, if you do believe that there is a god and, you know, you die and then there's nothing. Right. And there's no consequences kind of a thing. No heaven or hell. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, that stinks. But at least I lived a joyful life. Mm-hmm. But on the other side is, so oh, I don't believe there's a God. I live my life against God. And when I die, I go to hell. And that's the wager of, you know, just mm-hmm. just go with God. And R.C. Sproul was like, I've never been a fan of that because it just seems very... Me-centered. Not, not me-centered. He said, like, frivolous or yeah. something like that. No, said, I, I get... Oh, I forget yeah. the word. I started with an F, though. FR. Fickle? Fickle. I think that's what it was. Sounds very fickle Because it's just like, well, I guess I'll go with God because it's yeah. the most beneficial option to me. And he was saying that Paul, that's not the biblical teaching in the mm-hmm. Bible, is Paul says in 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians, I think. One of the two that if, uh, no, 1 Corinthians 15, that if, you know, if, if Jesus hasn't been raised from the dead, 
there are massive implications about our lives and then mm-hmm. and then we are still in our sins. That's yeah. not a joyful thing. That if Jesus hasn't been raised from the dead and, and it's talking about, you know, the difference between God and Jesus being raised, so that there's a difference right. there. But at the same time it's you know, if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead. We have absolutely no hope. We have yeah, we have yeah, no hope. We're, we're still in our sins. The the point is if there isn't a God, oh then we're all good. No, it's not. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If there's no God, we're we're even worse. Yeah. Because we're completely hopeless then. Yeah. There would be no hope on this planet. That mm-hmm. we'd be even worse. Yeah. Like it's it's surprising that we haven't nuked every single square inch of this planet by now. <laughs> That's only by the grace of God. Yes. And I'm, I firmly believe that the only reason that the world isn't hasn't gone to crap yet yeah. is because God is in control. Of it. Like, okay, people put it this way, like you know, oh, you know, the devil is at work and he's doing all these terrible things, and you know, if the devil just wasn't here, things would be so much better. Right. And I think, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, no, it's like, not the devil who's doing yeah, all this. It's, it's it's God. That if God wasn't here, we'd all be dead. Yeah. I mean, first of all, we wouldn't exist because evolution is the most scientific, the the most suicidal scientific thing you could possibly do is say that evolution is true. Um, and, and what we mean by that is a macroevolution. So yes. Oh, the, yes. The idea that Darwinian evolution, the idea that one species will eventually become another species given yes. enough time, which has no scientific proof whatsoever because mutations do not provide information. They only yes. subtract information or are just neutral. And Charles Darwin actually said in his book that, you know, if this isn't obvious in 100 years, screw everything I said because yeah. it can't be true then. And, you know, we haven't seen anything. <laughs> um, and, you know, people keep having to make the the distance from the Big Bang longer because we have to make it, the, the, the changes more slow. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't see it. <laughs> so we just have to assume. Except the problem is we have slower. no transitional fossils in the fossil records. So yeah. It doesn't matter anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah, whatever. So. So that's completely yeah. That's just regardless of the yeah. point. What was the point? What are we talking the about? The point was God is in control of everything. Oh yeah. So so if so because God is in control of stuff, we're not that bad yet. That that is my right. That is my. It could be much 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 worse. Yes, because humans left to their own depravity, we would be way worse than what we mm-hmm. are today. Definitely. So yeah. So read the series. It's really good. <laughs> yes. No, it really is. And, and tangents aside, um, this series is fantastically written and it talks about moral and philosophical questions in extremely interesting ways. And it's a teenage sociopath who kills demons. I mean, what more yep. do you want? <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. So all of the characters are fantastic and it has made me cry four times. Yeah, oh, about, about cry, cry once, teared up at least four times. Like, like shed a tear at least four times. I bawled at the end of uh, I Don't Want to Kill You. Oh, yeah. Multiple times. I, twice, I teared up, least. though. I teared up at both of the points we're talking I about. I bawled. I basically bawled through the last half of that book. Mm, it's just so yeah. good. It's just so good. So, yeah. Just, just go read them, man. They're great. Um, content warning would be like, Maybe three swear words. Yeah, there's every some book. minor swearing. Like I don't think there's ever been a swear word beyond like the normal D H like that yeah. kind of stuff. Like I can't no, I can't think all. of that time at all. I mean it in the the main thing we will say about this book is it's very or this series. It's very, very dark. Yes. Um there's a lot of dark themes, um, a lot of fantasizing about people's deaths, yeah. you know, because you're in the mind of a teenage sociopath who has serial killer tendencies. Um, and so there's a lot of dark stuff. But 
if you are total if you're cool with that kind of stuff it's a fantastic series and, and one thing i do want to mention is a lot of people will be like all right this is modern horror like why would we as christians read a horror book because you know it's not horror though it's it's it is sp- suspense it's horror are you sure yep it's not very scary. <laughs> it's never once it's, scared it's, me. It's modern horror. And it's modern horror in the sense that it is um in the genre genre wise. Um because like it's, it's, it's about, dark. It's not it's, horror. No, it is. I I've heard them talk about this on writing excuses. Okay. It's it's horror. Because it's all about um the hopelessness and darkness of the situations that john cleaver finds himself in okay. not necessarily in the sense that he can't kill the demon but in the sense that he can't kill the demon in himself yeah and that's a terrifying concept um and wow that was really poignant and i just made that up on the spot <laughs> um that's basically the gist of the series exactly yeah um but but what going back to what i was talking about a lot of a lot of christians will say like we as christians shouldn't read horror books or watch horror movies because you know we're not supposed to have a spirit of fear um but there's two things i'd say about that one i've never been afraid reading these books i've been disturbed a little bit yeah and like i've gotten emotional reactions out of it where i've been like horrified in the sense that oh no john like why would you do that or oh no john this is horrible that's happening to you that kind of stuff Um, but it's not, I'm not like, I wouldn't say that like I was ever really afraid in the sense that I was like terrified, pee my pants or whatever. Like, and I, and I think, and I think there's something to be said for just watching movies or whatever that just scare you and make you have nightmares. Like, I don't think if you have nightmares from reading something or watching something, don't read or watch it. Like, it's just not a healthy just idea. not healthy <laughs> but if, if you if you just watch it or whatever for the thrill and it's like just a, a thrill or whatever that's fine as long as the content is not like horrifically graphic or like have a bunch the, of swearing yeah, the, or the, like the, the you know, point whatever. of eh, okay so so the, the main point we're trying to get across then is if the point of the series is there are moral points to each of the books that mm-hmm. are very good and very surprisingly very very biblical mm-hmm. because the main character is so evil mm-hmm. and so you get this picture of a very evil person trying to be good mm-hmm. and he can do all of the evil stuff you could possibly imagine outside of like you know things that you just shouldn't like any any type of sexual thing there's no yeah. type of sexual thing in the entire series well i mean there's there's some sense of like John, well, he, he, he has a sense of, okay, he's a serial killer. So violence, that's where he finds love, but, but nothing is, nothing ever happens with that. Yeah, that's true. Um, the, the point is he's very evil and he's always trying to be good. Yeah. And there is always a very good moral message at the end of the story. Um, so, so the point is not that you're filling your head up with all this dark stuff. The point is you're filling your head up with human depravity and there is a moral message at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily the first book. I don't think there's really much of a, a good message at the end of the no, first there, book. There is in the sense... Okay, the, 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 how I'll describe the first book is... Um, is that that John is maybe more of a monster than the monster he's hunting is. Yeah. And that's a philosophical question to wrestle with. That's what that yeah. book is about. It's what's the morality of the situation when John may be more depraved than the demon. So... 
Yeah. So it's more of a question than an answer, but so that is the main point we're trying to get across. There, content-wise, the I, I think the only thing I would give you is if you don't like serial killer violence, you're yeah. you're not gonna like the book. Mm-hmm. Well, you you might still like the book, you just won't like certain scenes. Um, but there is no sexual content at all. Very very minimal swearing. Um, and overall, every book has a message that is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And if you don't yeah. like dark stuff, you probably shouldn't be reading the Bible then either. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Well, okay. You don't like old ladies nailing, you know, tent poles into... I don't think she was old. General sins. <laughs> oh, wasn't she? No, I just uh, said lady. I don't know why. Yeah. So just just a, a woman. Yeah. So if you don't like that, you probably shouldn't read the Bible either. <laughs> so that is my main argument, everybody. If all else fails, you know... And see, this, <laughs> this, this actually brings us to an interesting question about the, the on-killing book by yeah. uh lieutenant colonel dave grossman which which is a book i read uh about a year ago which talks about the the desensitization desensitization i can never say that word desensitization desensitization of uh. violence in our culture um and there's something to be said for the idea of being knowledgeable about killing and violence to the point where you know why killing what killing does to a person what the psychology of killing is like, what the psychology of violence is like, and how it can be used appropriately. Because if you don't, then it's really, really easy to abuse it. It's really easy to be sucked into something like and learn about violence in an unhealthy way that leads to you you taking out that those violent tendencies that we all have in, in an inappropriate way. When, when you learn about violence in a good way, like will you learn the the restraints you should have with violence and the restraints you should have with the taking of a life, then you can understand how to ap- apply that if you ever need to. Um, and I think that's that's one of the things that the serial killer books deals with is when is it okay to take a life? Um, whether or not it's a demon or whatever, like mm-hmm. it, that's not necessarily the question. It's when is it okay? How can I deal with the psychology of having to kill someone? Um, and, and that is a very prevalent theme. And, and there is something to be said for the being desensitized to violence in, in as much as you understand what violence is and you're not sheltered from violence. Yeah. Being the, the worst thing you can ever do about a subject, like, like, for instance, when you're teaching your kids, the worst thing you can do to a subject is shelter them from it. Is ignore it. Yeah. Is ignore it. Um, that's because, the, the beginning of yeah. On Killing is talking about how um, during the Victorian age, right? Yep. During the Victorian age that nobody talked about sex mm-hmm. ever. So there was so much sexual abuse because kids didn't know yeah. about sex. Nobody taught them about sex and everybody because ignored it was a thing. Yeah, it was a thing that abuse. you just didn't talk about yes. in society. And so everyone didn't want to talk about anything about sex. And so if there's any sexual abuse going on, they just ignored it. They yep. did not want to talk about it and because if you don't, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And if you don't talk about the, the moral, you know, the, the morals of sex... That how it should be between one man and one woman for life within mm-hmm. the context and the psychology of, of sex marriage. and the yes. psychology of sex of what it does to a person when they have sex. Yes. When you understand the emotional connections and the psychology of all of that, then it can be used in an appropriate way. But without that knowledge, then you're just going to learn it from outside sources that will not teach you how to use yes. it correctly, like the media or your peers, which is the same thing with violence. Um, which is why if you grow up, you know, if you grow up in a, a very rough um society like uh part of like so just america for example like if you grew up in the slums or or like the hood per se like where where on an area that has a lot of violence or something like that um you may grow up 
having violence be an everyday part of your life and you be using it wrong because you that's all you've ever known like is is that pe- people just use violence to get what they want so mm-hmm. whatever and i'm not saying that all slums or whatever were part of this i'm saying if you were lived in a, that specific environment where violence was just a a thing that people did all the yeah. time and it was which is a place in Janesville actually <laughs> that we know of yeah that we know people who live there too yeah but um what i'm saying is it is, there, there are two sides to the coin where you should not be dis, um, desensitizing yourself an, uh, to some subject to the extent that you are over glorifying it or putting things in your head that you shouldn't be, especially with sex. Um, but there's also something to be said for being completely ignorant of the subject. That's not good either. Um, so there's a, there's a healthy medium there, as with most things. So yeah, so go read the series. It's fantastic. Um and we'll just we'll just end there. Yeah, okay. So you can find us at Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show, at our website at ChristianArtistShow.com, and at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show. I keep switching around the Facebook and the website part for some reason. That's fine. Um, I guess it doesn't matter. But that way people know that we're not lazy and, you know. Repeat the same thing over yeah. and over again. Except I basically did. I just switched it. So it, that's it maybe even more lazy because I'm trying to seem like I'm I'm doing, doing it differently, but I'm actually not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this is our 61st episode, crazy, crazy. So, hope you enjoyed. See you next week. Or you'll listen to us next week, I guess. Bye.